Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey y'all, we're back with a new episode. This week, we're just going to go ahead and dive right into the topic. Um, So we decided to talk about like sudden loss and grief overall, um, because we know that like the Nipsey Hussle um, thing happened not that long ago. And most recently, we had Kobe Bryant. And so we just wanted to talk about um, like our thoughts around sudden loss and grief, and then just give y'all a few tools and tips in these times. So Danica, do you have anything to say? I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Now I can. Okay. Um, I just think, you know, it, it's sad. Um, losing anybody is sad for sure. And I think that when it when it's somebody that is a celebrity, I think that it's just more publicized. Mm-hmm. And I think that these types of things make you make you have no choice but to pay attention to um you know, the fact that life sometimes can hit hard and that is unexpected. And regardless of whatever belief system you have, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of things are out of our control. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, um, the most two recent deaths that I'm thinking about hit a little different because I'm from LA. And so thinking about like the whole Nipsey Hustle thing, a lot of people that I grew up with looked up to him and like a lot of us knew him and knew his family. So that hit a little different when you actually like all of their celebrities, like you know his family and like you actually see this man around. Um, Like I literally live like a block away from him, a block away from his store. And so when that happened, it was like a lot going on with that because my dad was calling me all the time. Like I can't even get into my house, X, Y, and Z things. Um, So that was pretty difficult. And my dad didn't understand what was going on. And it was even annoying having to explain it to him while still having to be there for other people. Um, and so fast forward to now with the whole Kobe Bryant thing at first to me, like it hit me cause it was like, you know, you see him all the time, but I think it was a little different because I didn't know that so many people in my life looked at him as like a father figure almost. Um, and just were so <laughs> going to him as, um, like somebody that they look up to. So I think that hit a little bit different than being, again, being from LA, like the man was like always on the Lakers. So it just hit a little bit different. Um, but then for other people, like you said, like life's just suddenly ending, it's like crazy. So yeah, it's sad, but to me, like, I just think like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was like, it's just like, even with, with Nipsey, when Nipsey passed away, mm-hmm. I'm not from LA, but you can literally feel the sadness in the city. Like, even with COVID, like, that's how it is. It's, like, it's, it impacts so many, like, the community in general. Like, your death is impacting, and, I mean, it's probably even impacted other cities like that, but for me to feel it, like, it's wild. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like it impacted you personally? Um, For me, my daddy, he called me on Sunday. I didn't even know. He called me in the morning, and he was like, Nika, is is Kobe really, is he really dead? And I was just like, what? 
I was like, I don't, Daddy, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I, I haven't heard that. He was like, he said, I seen it, but I think, you know, how sometimes they be making up like, you know, the fake stories. Yeah. So I don't know why he thought I was going to be able to figure it out. But, you know, I just did like a Google search and I had seen like some, you know, verified type of news. And I was like, yeah, daddy, he's really dead, you know, and you, my daddy just got like quiet. Because mm-hmm. my daddy's like a diehard Lakers fan since I've been younger. Like, it's like my daddy don't know how to play about Kobe. And so <laughs> I was just like, Daddy, you okay? You know? Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, we, 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 it was well, like, we were just quiet for like, I promise you, it felt like forever. It was just like silence. Yeah. And he was just like, oh my goodness. He was like, that's wild. Like, you know, he was like, that's sad. Like, that man died. He was like, you know, and I'm over here, like, reading more. I'm like, dang, I didn't know Kobe was only 41 because he seemed like he's lived so much more life. I thought he was older. Older, yeah, same. Yeah, I'm like, he's only 41. You know what I'm saying? My daddy, my daddy's 49. Um, And so, you know, my daddy, he's young too, but I just thought, I don't know, I thought Kobe was older. So I was like, daddy's only 41. so much. (laughs) We was just like, you know, just like this is wild my dad was like yeah like you know this is like you know life just flashes right you know right, right over your eyes and and even just to see my daddy like impacted by you know this is a grown man my daddy most definitely Same with my dad. Uh, yeah. yep. he's not a very vulnerable you know what I'm saying type of man mm-hmm. uh but to even just see him impacted by this another grown man's death was just like Crazy. oh my goodness and then all of a sudden I just was on social media and it just was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And at first it was just said Kobe, but then it said, then it found, then people started saying the daughter. And then it was like, oh, it actually was other people too. It just like, it kept more and more and more and more kept coming out. And so for me, I had to get off of social media. I got off on Sunday because I felt like I got off of social media because it was just everywhere. And this sometimes I don't like social media because of this, because it doesn't feel it doesn't feel normal in the sense that I would like it, meaning that if somebody passes away, I wouldn't be seeing it every single place, every single where, if there wasn't social media. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like every scroll, every, you know what I'm saying, it's all these sad posts, it's all this, you know, then people was arguing about like, y'all didn't even know this, man. It was just like too much. Mm-hmm. And so my brain was stimulated, my heart, mind, body, soul, so I had to get off because I felt overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, and so I've just been trying to, you know, honor, honor Kobe in my own way, yeah. versus people do the social media piece of it. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Um, I think that it's hard for, like, business owners, though, because, I mean, we have our podcast that we're running, I have Film Scholar that I'm running, and so for me, I kind of was just, like, kind of annoyed, because it made me think about, like, now we live in an age where people don't really utilize websites that much. They utilize keeping up with businesses through Instagram. So for me, although I deleted the app, then it started making me think about like, we have an upcoming event coming up. If I'm not promoting it, nobody's going to come. We have merchandise we're trying to sell. If I'm not promoting that, nobody's going to come. With Film Scholar, that kind of does its own thing at this point. Um, that brings in people automatically, but that's been there five years. So that's different. But with this other mm-hmm. thing, like, I'll just think about like for business owners, our people who are entrepreneurs, like how do they like navigate stuff like that? Cause then when you think about it, we're a therapeutic healing Instagram. So it's like, when I go on there, it's 10 times more than what I see on my personal Instagram. Like on my personal Instagram, I'm scrolling and seeing it, but on there you scroll and you see it and you go on the explore page and you go on other pages. 
And so it's like dead in your face. And so I had deleted it for a week, but then I would re-download it to repost up, but then I had to engage with people because I noticed we were getting a lot more like hit-ups and stuff. So I had to get back on there to engage with people. And so I told myself February, I would take a break from um, social media, but then I'm like, probably not going to work. So it makes me wonder for you, those who are listening, for the entrepreneurs out there, how do you juggle staying sane when you have so much access to people's lives, which can be too much, honestly, because I honestly don't care about people's lives that much. And then when it comes to stuff like this, it's like you're just engulfed in it and like you want to be there for people. But it's like, how do you find that balance? So I'm curious what y'all have to say. Make sure y'all drop some comments or something like that so I can hear y'all point of view. Yeah, no, most definitely. I thought about that too. We in a time of like a lot of businesses, especially stuff like podcasts, mm-hmm. is promoted through social media and these types of outlets where if you're not interacting, and like you said, people come to our page because we're supposed to be this therapeutic page to feel probably some type of relief, hoping that we'll post something that's relevant to what's going on. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I suck at that type of stuff. I would rather not even talk about this at all. Yeah. I would rather, like, I would talk about it with you personally, you know, but, like, as far as, like, I mean, if it was, I mean, you hit, you hit me up talking about we should do this, and it's true, we should, and, you know, it's good for our listeners and even for us but I just do not I like to disengage when it be when it's stuff like this Mm because it don't it doesn't feel I don't know I don't want to say genuine because it's genuine but like the first thing if something's happening to me is not to want to connect to um kind of this you know social media like it's it's not to want to connect to them um and it's not to say anything about our listeners our people who support us but it's just not the first thing on my mind yeah definitely I feel like I mean it's important to acknowledge that that's how you feel I mean of course I feel the same way but at the same time I'm like I kind of have this obligation like it kind of makes me think about like therapy like sometimes when my clients come to talk to me about certain things I should be like really that's what you want to talk about and it'd be something like it's like for me it's just like I don't want to talk about that but of course I'm not gonna tell my client that so then I sit there and I just like fuck we really got to talk about this shit because this was the fuck I signed up for (laughs) right so yeah I like that you're acknowledging that because I mean for me I was instantly and for a lot of reasons like a lot of times I see stuff on Instagram where I'm just like I don't want to see this like I I don't want to see this um but it's just so hard because it's just like you can't run from it um I don't know and then it's also made me thinking about like grief in other areas of life like um so I was thinking about like you know my situation I'm not gonna say it verbatim on here but I was going through a situation over the past month and I kept seeing stuff on Instagram regarding it and I was like it's not like I searched this stuff it's not like I look for these people but I kept seeing like topics regarding it and it was something like I was grieving. And so it just makes me think about other people when they're grieving things. Although this was a celebrity example, let's say for example, if your grandma passes away, you keep seeing people posting about their grandma, like even that can be triggering. So I think it's, um, it's good to acknowledge when to take a step back and how to take a step back. So far I've just learned like cutting down my time and that just means Mm -hmm. like deleting the app. And if I need to post something like post it and then, interact for a little bit set like a time limit on myself and then be off of it from there but 
just being like considerate of like what's affecting you as a person overall when it comes to like you know losses in your life whether it be a celebrity or you know something that happened or someone that you lost yeah no absolutely and just yeah giving yourself the time if you're a person who's on social media I, I mean you know do you but just make sure you're taking care of yourself in whatever way that is for you um yeah and I think that when it comes to like the personal losses I think it's just it's just it's the same it's important to you know you if you're a social media person again if you want to post you know rest in peace if you want to do those things a lot of times that can be like healing and therapeutic for people but just make sure you're doing the the internal work as well which is um and I like I feel like we we had an episode on I think that was a breakup was that breakup yeah mm-hmm. okay but like well so it's you know it's the the different stages of like grief and so it's like yeah. denial isolation anger bargain bargaining depression acceptance mm-hmm. and those can go in different orders so you yeah. might at first be angry and then be in denial like no this ain't this has, it's not true it's not true mm-hmm. um but the hope is that whatever process, whatever stage you are in is to get to acceptance. Yeah. Um, you know, that this is what, this has happened. And h- how I talk to at least my clients, I always say like, what are you doing to celebrate the the life of this person that you're grieving? You know, so it might be literally going to their favorite restaurant. It might be, um, you know, visiting their, their memorial, if that's your thing. But it's important for us to celebrate the people that uh, that we have lost. Like, keep those memories. Really think about that. Yeah, I like that. I think that oftentimes we forget to celebrate them. So I really like that. Um, are you okay with wrapping up here? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to share an event with y'all because it's coming up. So Sip and Sounder is my spot in Inglewood. Um, it's on Market Street. And they're having a lot of events for Black History Month, but one event really stood out to me, and it's going to be on February 10th, and it's called Work, Chill, and Wellness with Cool-Ass Black Women, and it's a day of meditation, breathing, work, and wellness. And again, that's Sip and Sonder. It's in Inglewood. Um, you can go on their Instagram. It's simply Sip and Sonder, and you'll find the list of events that they have going on. That's a pretty cool one. Um, they also have a jazz night going on and a Sip and Chill night. So check out their Instagram for more information. And thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Women's Healing Podcast. And please check out our upcoming events. Um, you want to share a little bit about that real quick? Yeah. So um, if you haven't purchased your tickets, we are having a Black Women's Healing Circle February 22nd in Inglewood from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, check out our link tree, our Instagram link. You'll find how to buy, how to purchase the tickets. And then also... March 7th, we're having a Black Women's Healing Circle in San Diego, and that's also $20, and you can find that in our link tree as well. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's super it's super important you all to continue your healing journey, especially with everything's going on, so yeah. what better way to, you know, be able to discuss these things than to come to Black Women's Healing Circle? Yeah. So we hope to see y'all there. See you there.